Good morning! Good morning for me, good afternoon for you, maybe, good night for you even, maybe. Uh, welcome to Lucy Mar and the Stars, where we talk about who the fuck you are. This episode is super special because it's with another astrologer. First time I'm having another astrologer on the podcast. And so we get into all of her, her placements. It's always interesting with other astrologers, see what kind of insights come up. So I really hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Leo as fuck, Peyton Franco. She's amazing. Follow her on TikTok. And let's listen in. Why don't we? Welcome. Welcome back. We are here, guys. This is a very, very, very important episode because this <laughs> is the first episode with a fellow astrologer. So like, I am so excited. This is Peyton Franco, also known as Leo as fuck, TikTok <laughs> icon, viral queen. What's up? I am so freaking happy to be here, like to just talk about astrology for an hour or something like that is exactly how I want to spend my Sunday morning all the time. Um, so we met on TikTok, and then we actually got to meet up in New York city. It was so (sighs) fun. And it was like a breath of fresh air. You guys to just like have somebody who speaks your language. It's like, yes. So calming. Yeah. To like talk about astrology and not worry if you're talking about it too much or if you're just being crazy. Like, no, I just felt so safe and understood hanging out with you. Yes. And I mean, and here we go. Now we're just going to even get into it even more. But first, tell us, tell us who you are. Tell us your journey. Tell us what you're doing, where you are, all that. Hey, so I'm Peyton. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Long Island, New York, but I'm currently living in New York City because I'm going to grad school. I have a bachelor's in social work and now I'm getting my master's in the city. Um, I'm trying to think of other identifying factors, but that's basically where my life is now is school is a big part of my life. Social work and helping people has always been a huge part of my life. And I'm interested to see if that shows in my birth chart in any way and what you think about it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my story. And I, I'm also on TikTok a lot and I have my own astrology business thing going on that I try to keep up on as much as I can. Astrology is a huge part of my life. So yeah, that's me. Yes. And I love, (laughs) we talk about all the time how, like, I think that therapists who know astrology are going to be so needed in the future and people helping people and just giving being able to give that sort of reflection so like you're at the start of this big movement girl I feel it that is my dream to like either be an astrologer and incorporate the therapeutic skills that I have or vice versa be a therapist and incorporate the astrology skills that I have but I definitely I need them to be intertwined like I can't not do both at some point in my life and your friend Meg Josephson I think her name is she basically like has my dream job yeah so that I was listening to that episode not long ago and I was just like wow I resonate with this so much like I that's what I want to do is like incorporate social work and spirituality and mindfulness and astrology all those other things that I love yes oh my goodness and well 
Meg has been a guest on this pod. So if you're listening to this, Meg, you guys <laughs> share a lot of very similar placements. So of course we do. <laughs> it is not surprising to me that you relate with her. Yeah. She's a Leo rising. You have the Leo stellium. She has a North node in Scorpio, your mid heavens in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So very much so this like passion, social media also. Yes. Yeah. You guys both have the 11th house stellium, mm -hmm. technology, social media, but depth. Like you're not talking about just whatever, you know, or maybe you start as just wanting to like be quirky and fun, but then eventually it gets into like, no, we're going to do some shadow work here. Yes, for sure. I feel like my TikTok is like so telling of my Leo stellium in the eighth house, like talking about spirituality and things that are taboo or not seen with the naked eye. And I'm doing it in such a creative and fun way. And like my username is Leo as fuck. Like that's so dramatic and extra. And I just feel like that's so telling of my my eighth house stellium and Leo. Yes. It's it's <laughs> literally just like we're gonna we're gonna bring the darkness to the front in a fun way. Like exactly. we're gonna be like just like all about. Yes. And something else I love with with this Leo eighth house stellium plus your Scorpio placements is like your connection to music. Like I love your music <laughs> TikToks and like relating to different. And I think that like specifically eighth house slash Scorpio placements connect with music on a different level because like the emotions aren't necessarily flowing naturally. So you sometimes just got to trigger it with yeah. lyrics. 100%. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never had anyone say that to me, but of course music has always been a huge part of my life. I was in theater in high school. I was in all of the like extra choir groups and stuff like I love music so it's interesting that you say that I love <laughs> and and that could also be attributed to your Libra moon in the 10th house oh which God. is basically in order for you to be emotionally satisfied for you to feel safe you people need to have a likable image of you and you need to feel like people like you and that you're like pretty and put together I literally hate how true that is like you that is literally me to a TVC like and especially because my moon is in Libra mm -hmm. the people pleasing mm -hmm. way I cannot say no because I just cannot bear to disappoint anyone and have them see me in a negative light like it's horrible like that is something I need to I need to seek the balance part of Libra with that, not mm -hmm. the people-pleasing part. Yes, because like sometimes Libra can manifest as you think you're bringing balance when you're just putting in so much more to fill in. Yes. But really it's about seeing that somebody is giving you this amount of percentage and matching them with that. Not, not yes. trying, if they're giving you 25%, don't give 75 to make it a hundred, give them 25% cause they, that's all that they deserve. This is why I want to be like an astrological therapist. Like this is so therapeutic to talk about cause it's so true. And it's like a placement that can be really beautiful but also really like indulgent and like it can be toxic on my end and yeah. not healthy, so but I mean look at your skin though so you know what's funny is I was gonna be a dermatologist that was the first thing I wanted to be 
and I'm like I was literally thinking about that right before this podcast I'm like wait I was literally like gonna be a dermatologist like I was gonna go to school for that and I just think that's so funny how your skin looks relates directly to your confidence and your sense of emotional stability yes and I used to have horrible acne growing up and I feel like you know that was a difficult time in my life I yes. my skin's a big reflection of my emotional um state you yeah know? yeah <laughs> um Okay. Also, also kind of with this, like wanting to be viewed in a good light with your Capricorn rising, like oh God, nothing would make you cringe more for someone to think you're like not smart and know what you're doing. So like you will just do what is necessary to make it be like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Even if low key, you're like, what? But actually, actually, you're so fixed. You probably know actually exactly what's going on. How does that feel? Damn. How does that feel? Oh my gosh. I do feel sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I think I just, I make sure I don't like talk on a subject until I know everything. Mm. That's the thing. Like, of course there's always room to learn, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I won't present a statement (laughs) ever without me knowing if I can back it up with like three things. You know, <laughs> this is like fixed versus mutable. I will literally have a thought for two seconds, and the second I have the thought, it's already on TikTok. Like it's not, it's not filtered. But yeah, it's like that's your like Capricorn and Taurus combination. Like you need to be seen as right. So in order to do that, you will be doing your research mm-hmm. to the point that you can back it up. And okay, your Taurus, your Taurus, uh, Saturn and Jupiter is very interesting also. Mm-hmm. I feel like I never look into that. So mm. maybe for a specific reason, I don't know. Yeah. But- well, okay. So having Saturn and Jupiter in the same house is like very interesting. So mm-hmm. the area that it's in, which is your Leo house, children, relationships, romance, fun, playfulness at once it's very expanded it's a part of your life that you think about a lot it's part of your life purpose but at the same time it's very restricted and it's what's what is naturally from your family like passed down and is more restricted and you're and you're Capricorn rising you know you grow up early like that's the vibe it can bring seriousness quickly to like short-term romances Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) yes that's so funny I hope my friends are listening to this they're gonna crack up because they call me a serial monogamous mm-hmm. like I'm not kidding well I mean Libra moon Libra yeah, moon and both and of those in Taurus like yeah my heart in Placidus I my eighth house stellium is a seventh house stellium mm-hmm. so like yeah it that just resonates so much <laughs> But it's also like really cute. I like fifth house tours because like right away when you're starting these relationships, it's like you just care about like the really cute quality time and simplicity mm-hmm. and like hanging out and like, yeah. uh, I think about um, your TikTok about like the really cute like scrapbook. Oh yeah. And that's also your seventh house in cancer because mm-hmm. it's all in order for someone to be there for the long term, what's really going to sustain your relationships in the long term is sentimentality, emotional depth. Yeah. 
and like fairy tale like romance family yeah. vibes mm-hmm. for sure that resonates so much let's 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 dive more into this leo stellium so you have your leo mercury you have your leo venus you have your leo sun you have your leo north node so yeah. it's very clear your life purpose is very very clear yeah you are supposed to move towards leo like traits in a scorpionic way so <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're doing basically yeah right now that's that's what it feels like for mm -hmm. sure like with so many of those planets that are related to how you are processing how you are thinking all of your relationships and where you're moving into this life like so much of that is aligned that that's also a huge area in your life yeah of just like the intensity of it all and speaking of intensity <laughs> your sun is at the 22nd degree Capricorn okay <laughs> the 22nd degree is known as the kill or be killed degree so, naturally so all this Leo which is literally like rules the heart relationships are like it's like you have the one you put everything into it is in this Scorpio all or nothing house so it's literally like the most intense bonding yep <laughs> me <laughs> yes this it's just like it makes so much sense it hurts sometimes you know and it's like crazy because growing up and like I remember the first time I ever looked at my big three when I was like 13 or something I like I never felt like a Leo growing up like I was it never resonated with me I've never felt like I was like this outgoing, confident, needs to be center of attention type person. And then I remember I saw had a, I had a Libra moon and I was like, yes, oh my gosh, that I feel like a Libra. And I remember just being like Capricorn rising, ew, gross. But, but then, you know, time passed, never thought about it until like quarantine really is when I got super, super, super into astrology, started like studying it passionately. And I like made my TikTok because I'm like, I have a Leo North note. Like I need to channel this. Like I am that bitch and I can be that bitch. Like, let me make this TikTok right now to talk about things that I love. And I feel like because of astrology, I'm really striving to get to those Leo qualities. But I do think I also have a kill or be killed, hella fixed, determined, ambitious energy about it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I know. I think that also the pandemic, like, I think the pandemic came for Libra placements. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was like, oh, you don't know who you are because you just mirror yourself to people. Let's take away yep. all the people and then leave you with an existential crisis. Yes, Lucy. Yes. Oh my God. Like, okay. So, Eliza Kelly's book, This Is Your Destiny. We went to the yes. book signing together. The first chapter of that book about identity like spoke to my soul and wait like I had that whole chapter underlined starred the notes like oh my god me yes this because I do think my Libra moon is a culprit to this is that like I really felt like at the pandemic I'm like who am I I feel like I'm living my life for other people and I don't even know what I like anymore yeah and then looking at my chart really helped me figure out like oh yes this is the side of me that you know brings that out and this is that and like astrology has helped me 
gain my identity back in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, it's crazy though, too, because like so much of this Leo energy is about individualism, but then like basically the biggest, like one of the biggest struggles that comes up a lot in your placements is like you disconnecting yourself from others. The eighth house, the Scorpio just wants to merge. Uh, Libra moon, you just want partnership. Uh, Scorpio, Midheaven, Scorpio, Mars, you're literally motivated to be with the other person. Uh, Fifth house, Taurus, um, Jupiter and Saturn, it's very interpersonal. So it is hard to be like, so much of your life is driven by mutual Mm -hmm. bonds but then it is like who am I (laughs) for sure for sure so I've definitely tried to channel the Leo again because that stellium was like girl you're supposed to shine in this life why are you not doing it yeah so that's what I've been trying to trying to do yeah sometimes it's it's work Mm -hmm. to unlearn these patterns but you gotta do what you gotta do Mm -hmm. and and then we move to your Scorpio, Midheaven, Chiron, and Mars. Mm-hmm. So that also can be why it can be a struggle for uh, with the Leo. Because Leo, in order to really be truly creative, it's like you have to really, really tap into the genuineness and not give a fuck what people think. But yep. your public persona, which is the Scorpio, mm-hmm. uh, very like, power behind the scenes working intuitive picking up on things and combined with your libra moon in the 10th you really don't like the idea that somebody can have a perception of you that is not within a narrative you've created and if they know too much it can make you feel very Mm -hmm. uncomfy and because you just want to control your image yes for sure it's hard for me to like like what you said before like if people have a bad perception of me that's like my biggest cringe ever Mm. and that's true and that's made you know being very public on TikTok hard because I start seeing people from like my high school follow it and I'm like oh my god what the fuck are they thinking right now I'm scared but I try to I'm really trying to just put that aside and like keep living my Leo North Node life with all yes. my replacements that want to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that definitely resonates so much. And like, that's the, the bravest thing for Scorpios to do is to like, let themselves be seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also with your Chiron in Scorpio, like you're meant to heal. You're meant to mm-hmm. heal through vulnerability. You're meant to heal through intimacy, especially in communities and groups in the 11th house and technology groups. Like you literally are healing through your TikTok community of sharing vulnerable yeah. things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Transpersonal planets, which are, they're further out. So you share them with more of your generation, but they still, so we look kind of more at the house that they're in than the sign. But with, with Aquarius, Uranus and Aquarius, it's where Uranus likes to be the most. But, and it really indicates a very strong ability and it's generational. So this generation's strong ability to rebel, to uh, change the systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
also technology in Aquarius. Um, so for you with this Aquarius uh, Uranus in the second house, you're meant to make money through these changes that are occurring, through uh, adapting to different technology, through helping on a larger scale, like social justice and making a difference. Oh yeah, 100%. I'm like, my mom always calls me like a social justice warrior, like her save the world daughter, she says. But I, I think it's also like having Uranus in the second house is like making money in a unique, different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also have a twin sister, which could be a whole other podcast topic. Yeah. But she's um, an engineering major and it's a super mm-hmm. male dominated field. She's like one of the only girls in some of her classes. So I feel like we have similar, of course, like, our, our charts manifest in different ways, but also yeah. similar ways. Yeah. And I feel like for me, it's like, I can't just be a therapist. Like I have to be an astrology therapist and yes. like it has to be unique. It has to be shocking and surprising to people. So, and it's like space, like Aquarius <laughs> rules space. Yeah. It's like, yeah, look up into the stars and Neptune there too is like, uh, well, it's also very mental uh, Aquarius. So like with Neptune there, it's like bringing spirituality into more digestible terms, into more easily communicated ways. Yeah. Oppositions technically are feel like a push and pull, but honestly, I think that they're very helpful sometimes, you know? Yeah. And for yeah. you, it's this push and pull between wanting to help everybody and wanting to be giving so much to people but really you need to like give to yourself first before mm-hmm. you can fully give to other people yeah for sure and when I first started looking at my chart in whole sign which was very recently and because of you Lucy you like showed me my chart in whole sign for the first time and I like dropped my jaw a little bit I was like oh my god that makes a lot of sense but anyways what I was gonna say is that one of the things that scared me a lot actually was Neptune in the second house Mm. and I don't know why if it's just like my Leo because like you know Neptune's very Piscean and watery and I'm like fiery I'm like very fiery I don't know if that scares me away from Neptune a little bit but I'm like am I not gonna have a good relationship with money because of like the like illusions that come along with Neptune like that did scare me a little bit, but I do like the route we're going with the spirituality and dream like. Like, <laughs> I like that aspect of it. Well, okay, this is what I, you have to remember Neptune is two sides of the coin mm-hmm. it's illusions, but it's also like your biggest dreams. Pisces is mm-hmm. fucking amazing at manifesting because, yeah, you can have some like quote unquote delusional thoughts, maybe, but guess what? Sometimes mm-hmm. they're just manifesting like not I'm not delusional but like if you can just have the bit you can create an entire reality in your head like yeah fucking mansion that I manifest all the time you know like okay that's an illusion technically but also it's it's gonna be reality okay Mm -hmm. I love see astrology is so therapeutic yeah like and it's and Neptune is also just like dream your biggest dream for sure damn yeah I'll be getting hooted over here. (laughs) Okay, so let's do some asteroids. 
Okay. Um, I'm here with some asteroids. So I have to get more into asteroids. I only know like a couple, honestly. They're very fun. They add a lot of nuance. Mm-hmm. So with your um, Juno directly conjunct your midheaven and your Mars, that indicates that Juno is like your ideal mate yeah. in like marriage and partnership. So Mine, Juno and Chiron are at the same exact degree. Oh, and at the same exact degree. So it's like at 27 degrees too, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Oh my Which God. is the patterns. The patterns. The patterns in, a, in like a chart. There's yeah. so much. But it's also like, so your boyfriend has a Scorpio Mars, right? Yes. So so you kind of seek out that Scorpio because it's like they are able to provide that emotional depth, but also like inherently so many of your relationships are teaching you lessons and are healing you. Mm -hmm. Like, so your relationships are naturally intense, you know, because you have all the eighth house. So like, you have eighth house synastry with people. It's like, whoa. But if you are the person who is always going to be bringing the eighth house synastry, you know that your relationships are transformative. Yes, for sure. Like every relationship that I've been in, I do feel like has taught me something new about myself mm-hmm. and has been very transformative. Like, I feel like I never, I don't have flings very much. <laughs> it's like always going to be long-term. <laughs> No, it's going to be. Yeah. And my Venus at 29 degrees, I feel like is really telling of that too. The Leo degree too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your Scorpio Mars is at the Libra degree. So that adds a partnership element to Scorpio because Scorpio Mars could, Scorpio Mars sometimes can manifest as like, you know, just like want to have sex and like whatever. <laughs> but Libra is like, no, but we're going to do it in partnership. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I actually didn't even know that my Scorpio Mars is at a Libra degree, but I was literally thinking about this earlier today because something that like when I've had my chart read by other people before, they say, you know, your MC and your Mars conjunct, like you must be so authoritative and very like, like a leader and and all that stuff and I'm like I don't think so like I'm super like I don't want to hurt your feelings is it okay if we do this like I and I think the fact that my Scorpio Mars has a sprinkle of Libra in it mm-hmm. and the quality aspect that comes with Libra and the balance like that just makes so much more sense yeah and and it's also like I think that uh Scorpio Midheaven manifest so much more behind the scenes and as strategic power than like going out and asserting yourself like Aries Mars is like going out and asserting yourself Scorpio Mars is like using emotional techniques to read the room to figure out how you're gonna get where you want to be that is that is me 100% (laughs) yeah so speaking of your transformative relationships the other house that is karma and is like showing lessons from past lives that is going to be a theme of your life this life first of all you have the Capricorn rising Capricorn Mm -hmm. and Scorpio are the ones who hold those kind of karmic ties and that's what a lot of your life is but with the 12th house black 
uh, Black Moon Lilith directly conjunct your Pluto in the 12th house. So yeah. Pluto is also this deeply transformative, changing yeah. death Scorpio energy. Mm -hmm. And so that's happening in the 12th house of like, which is also like faded connections. Yeah. And the Black Moon Lilith is providing like, Black Moon Lilith is like, um, the darkness, the suppressed, the, yeah. the wild feminine sexuality. So it's like that side of yourself comes out only in secrets in one-on-one -on -one partnerships and like in, yeah. 100%. Like, and I also, your public facing self, but it is, but yeah. that side of yourself is what people see of what they have for you in relationships. Mm -hmm. I also wonder and I want to know what you think about this too, is like, do you think that the Pluto in the, in the 12th house and everything I have going on there, could that like indicate my spiritual awakening at all? Totally. I feel like it does, you know? Totally. And wait, are you 22? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah, you're probably going to get another wave of spiritual awakening next year. Of course. Oh yeah. Cause it'll be my 12th health perfection year. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Honestly, yeah. I, need that. I need that. I'm open to it. Exactly. No, and the Pluto Sag generation, which is like basically Gen Z, is so it moves from Pluto Scorpio, which is like, you know, fucking intense, but which is like transformation, transformation, but more like on an emotional scale. Pluto in Sagittarius is like, we are down for the changes if we know it's going to bring us closer to the truth. So like, yeah. it's, it's kind of a more lighthearted version of Pluto because it's like, sure, fuck me up. Let's make jokes about it. And like, know that it's getting us closer on our path. Yes. 100%. Also a big year of like learning and like, yeah, learning, you know, Sagittarius. So I'm right for it. My eighth house placements are like, let's do it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Will it be hard? Probably, but it's okay with all those squares. That's all I know is yeah. like overcoming. That's all I fucking know. So. Oh, guess I'll build some more resilience. Yeah, literally. Give me more trauma, pack it on. It's all Gucci. But then like, then it all happens for the reason because then it's the 12th house and then you get reborn. Yeah, your Capricorn, and then it's like, okay, I just learned some shit, and now I'm gonna make some money off it. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I wonder what that's gonna mean for me because, like, earlier in the year, during Libra season, obviously when all those retrogrades were trans uh, transiting my tenth house, I was going through this existential crisis of my career. I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing social work, but I also love astrology. Like, what am I gonna do? So I really wonder what this. 12th house perfection year is going to bring for me when it comes to money and my career and things like that mm. I wonder what that's going to look like and how that's going to manifest and I'm looking forward to it honestly yeah though it may be painful I'm excited for how I turn out in the end yes and and when it becomes your Capricorn year when you turn 24 the theme will be Saturn in the fifth house so the theme will be you learning how to take your creativity and make money from it. Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. I would yeah. love to do that. I'm also like so excited for my Saturn return. I don't know if that's like the Capricorn rising in me. Like 
I'm like excited. Like, what is that going to do? And I also feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm taking this too far, but I feel like I am a perfectionist. And I feel like because I'm a Capricorn rising, like karma is always with me. And I'm like, whenever I have done something wrong in my life, it has always come back to bite me in the ass every single time. Like, I, I'm always like, shit, I can't do that because I know this is going to come back to bite me one way or another. So might as well just do the right thing all the fucking time. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> so you're, you're, you've been bagging up good karma. You're like, okay, I'm ready for it to yeah, get more. seriously. Well, come on, make me famous now. Yeah. Ready. And like fifth house, fifth house Saturn is like actually like a fun Saturn return. I think this is why. What has been restricted in your life for the first 30 years in the fifth house is fun and creativity and being a child and inner childness and playfulness. So your Saturn return is centered around doing those things. Mm -hmm. Like, so you literally just have to learn how to like chill and have fun. Like that's what your Saturn returns about. So like, it's a, it's, it's the, all the fun that you didn't have yeah good to have literally like I'm looking forward to it I just have such a good feeling about my Saturn return yes maybe I'm being too optimistic I have I have a friend who is she has Saturn in the seventh also and she's in it right now and I'm like I tell her all the time I'm so jealous I'm so jealous Saturn in your seventh house right yeah. I'm like I'm so I wish that I was six years ahead and was already through yeah right like I don't know Saturn return gets a bad rap sometimes for good reason like I get it it's Saturn it's hard it's whatever but like I personally am kind of looking forward to it that's because you that's because your chart ruler is Saturn so you you deal with Saturn on a day-to-day basis like me and Saturn we go way back uh actually teach me your ways because (laughs) I don't got, I don't have any strong Saturn. Actually, in fact, I have Saturn in fall in fucking Aries. Oh my God. So Aries is like, I'm only going to do something if I don't get bored and Taurus or in Saturn's like, eh, actually, you're going to have to put actually so much effort and long-term stuff. in. I'm like, no you know what I just realized? Cause I was looking at the, my chart behind you on my TikTok. I'm like always the Pisces Mercury slander is like unreal on my page. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. That's like the one thing I like openly like make fun of. But look at my third house Pisces. <laughs> like, okay, Peyton, maybe look in the mirror, girl. Look in the mirror, sis. You... It's like there's a reason why you're like this. I feel fine I... shitting on this because it's actually just yourself. It triggers me because it is me, also. Like, oh my god yes okay but as a Virgo Mercury I Sagittarius and Pisces Mercury's I get them I get them they don't know like what they're saying doesn't make sense but for me because my brain moves so fast I can make anything make sense you know so I personally like it yeah I love how fast your brain works it's so refreshing (laughs) it's it's mutable baby like I'm just straight mutable like I never know what I'm saying, obviously, but it's so refreshing for my fixed self. It really is. It's like so funny. Um, 
my roommate is also very fixed and we just talk about like we just laugh all the time like me being like wait so you literally think before you speak and she's like, <laughs> yes way too much that's the thing so yeah. much I I wish I had that sometimes yeah like I feel like my Capricorn rising like I think I do come off as a Capricorn to people like they don't people don't guess that I'm a Leo and my Capricorn rising makes me like really like I'm quiet because I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next and sometimes the conversation moves a little too quick for me that I don't get the word in and I seem like this shy person but when you really get to know me I'm the Leo still oh my gosh that's so funny when you get a couple drinks in me too that's when the Leo comes out oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) I honestly feel like I feel like Scorpio I, I actually don't know what rules alcohol I'm going to get my book. I'm interested. I feel like Pisces, no? Or something like I know that Neptune like can can be like, can cause like, not cause, but indicate addiction issues if not aspected well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pisces, but also Mars. Yeah, that's what I was going to wow. say. Scorpio. Like, I think Scorpio and Aries. I mean, oh my God, fucking Aries drunk. Like that is the oh, most- yeah classic thing I've ever heard like because I feel like it's like it gives the Aries and the Scorpio like the permission to like let their anger out well that's what the Aries that's at least I guess what they justify to themselves maybe (laughs) but Scorpios I guess are more when they're really when Scorpios are more drunk I feel like it comes out but if they are not then they're just kind of like staring at everybody that'd be a good podcast idea too like a topic yeah the different drugs on the no I also think about like I think about how weed affects different signs Mm -hmm. like like depending on like earth signs really it affects differently than that is so interesting I've never thought about that yeah and like I love about astrology it's literally never ending ever you think you like have learned so much no like it's never gonna stop it's never gonna and I'm like finally something to quench my thirst like mm-hmm. that you can just keep learning all the time it's always feeding you it's always ah, love you girly love, love you astrology yes um okay so some other asteroids that are pretty fun for you you have you have the asteroid abundant abuncha, which is abundance in your first house, Capricorn. So okay, um, glamorous. Oh, I love that. Um, you have okay, this is an interesting one. Pholus. Pholus is an asteroid that is like a heightened version of Mercury. So it's like really intense mental shifts, basically. Okay. And for you, that's in your Libra 10th house. So you might have big, very big changes and realizations around partnerships and career. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then you have also Fama, which is fame in the 10th Ooh. house. <gasps> Thank you. Oh, yeah. That makes me so happy. Yeah. famous. Like, and especially with Libra things like style, art. Do you do art at all? Um, I used to. I, I should do that more. Yeah. I mean, I made that book for, for my boyfriend. That was like very therapeutic for me to like make that and like 
draw in it and yeah yeah all that leo you know you literally just got to be a kid yeah and i do love to sing <gasps> fun really I, yeah i love i love the arts in general mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. yeah you're a patron of the arts baby yes. um okay then you have you have Eros in the seventh house. Eros mm -hmm. is like lust and mm -hmm. like also like sexual objectification. Oh, great. In the seventh house? In your seventh house. So, but it goes to with everything else in your chart, which is like freaking the relationships, but you're not necessarily going to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is directly conjunct my rising. Oh my gosh. So everybody oh views me as a sexual object and then they get in and I make them do shadow work. Oh my God. But it also probably makes you like have such beautiful, like magnetic energy, like the lust aspect to it. Like when people meet you, I mean, that's so accurate. When my roommates met you, they were like, we love her. She's amazing. Like everyone just, everyone's really drawn to you. Ah, stop it. Thank you. <laughs> I loved your roommates. No, I literally went and saw my friends after that. And I'm like, you guys, I'm so sorry, but like Gen Z are my besties. Like all of these people, like even the ones who weren't like the astrology friends, we were their big three. I'm like, ah, oh, it's such a breath of fresh air. The way you like guessed all of their big threes perfectly in one shot each. Like I loved that. That brought me so much happiness and joy. It's so fun. Except for and this one haunts me because I think about it so much of like your one friend who was a, uh, or we, she was a Leo, but we guess, I guess Virgo, but she has no earth. So then there's been so many random instances that come up that if somebody has none of something, it almost combines to create the energy of. You know what's so funny is one of her best friends is a Capricorn sun and rising too mm. like I think she really is drawn to the earth energy yeah. because, because and I guess that's like with me like I I only have Scorpio placements for when it comes to water and I do have a good amount of Scorpio placements but I do definitely lack water in my chart and one of my best friends is a Pisces sun moon and cancer rising you know like you really do look for the for people or you're drawn to people who you know have the placements that you lack do you are you drawn to to the physical water like the beach and stuff I do I love the beach yeah, yeah. it's especially mm -hmm. healing mm -hmm. um okay do you have any questions do you have any other things mm. I don't know I guess when you looked at my chart for the first time, what was the first thing that popped out at you? Like, that's my favorite thing. Like the first thing that popped out at me in a chart. I love to look at that. I mean, it was definitely the big squares. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just like a lot of power. <laughs> Thank you. Like, like, really like, cause Scorpio has the behind the scenes. Capricorn has the action and Leo has the passion and like the look at me energy, which is yeah. like each of those on their own can be like too much. Mm -hmm. But when you have the hard work mentality, so then your Leo is getting backed up because it's not just like you're confident enough for no reason. And then the Scorpio is like 
you actually are like very attentive of other people's needs and but you're you know that you're working towards a future that's more balanced for everyone Mm -hmm. but it's through more strategic and emotional means yes so I love astrology I love it and this is like my TikTok I was talking about I'm like this is fucking accurate like I'm saying this stuff I'm like would somebody else relate to this stuff I'm like I don't know right like I'm like it's so specific it is so specific I love it though um well plug your plug your socials where can we find you where can we book with you oh my god queen okay so on tiktok i'm at leo is fuck but fuck is spelled f-u-q because you know tiktok would not let me do the real word so tiktok leo is fuck my instagram is at it's leo is fuck someone already took leo is fuck Mm. um you can in both of those platforms, there's a link that has, you guys can book readings with me through that link. So just look in the bio of those on those pages. Yes. And thank you so much for having me, Lucy. This has been what? so much fun. Like, I wish I could spend every Sunday morning doing this. No, literally, any, <laughs> literally anytime. I, yeah. There's a new realization all the time. Just, just up. I'm here for all the realizations. um well thank you so much and i'm sure we're gonna see each other soon who knows where but okay thank you bye Bye. and look at that you made it through this incredible episode i hope i i hope i hope you learned a lot please book peyton please follow her on tiktok keep learning about your astrology and you know rate, subscribe, review, whatever it takes. If you enjoyed this, if you learned something, then I absolutely love you. And I hope you have the best day ever. Bye.